charming to the last. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name's Roger Heathers, and this is the show where my co-host Declan Kitchener and I each write a song in the space of a week, and we talk about them on this podcast, how we wrote them in terms of chords and lyrics and the structure, and how we'll arrange them and maybe even record them at some point. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, and, and we're back for episode 97. How's it going, Declan? It's going fine, thank you. Yeah, this is totally not the third go we've had at this intro. Not at all. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I, I was relieved. Um, I mean, we could be open with with you know people who listen to this podcast, can't we? Um, with you know, no, we must keep stuff. secrets from them. They must not know our secrets, Roger. I was just going to say we've both been up, you know, uh, running and you know had a full breakfast and everything before the podcast, and we weren't staying up late. No, uh, totally did not stay on places. our phones until three o'clock in the morning. Not I at was all. So, I was so relieved when I was like, oh, I, oh, I was so groggy, I've stayed up. And you were like, I have as well. I was like, okay, good. At least we're on the same boat. At least we can suffer together. Exactly. So we've written songs, and uh, I think it's your turn to go first this week on episode 97. On episode 97, uh, I believe it is. So this is a song that I've written in seven days. More like two hours. And uh, it, I think it's called Gotta Get Out, and it will go... Something in the region of this. That sentence did not make sense, but keep it in because I'm being an idiot. <laughs> you are be seen as one that wasn't paid for for Jamie's only to beat. The dirt and the grain or painter's mistake gives me every reason to leave, and I'm in. Gotta get out, out of my head and out of this house Climbing the walls ain't what it's about The internal whisper becoming a shout I gotta get out The place online is halfway occupied But not by now I am mine The sounds I'm hearing do not require an I still do that best to be heard Say the words I gotta get out Out of my head And out of this house So climbing the world Ain't what it's about Internal whisper Becoming a shout I gotta get out Days of repetition Pattern recognition Self-defeating mission So uh, I really like that. That's uh, Declan's song this week, Gotta Get Out. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's really upbeat. And uh, just one thing I've got to get off my chest before before we get into it is um, I love how the backing vocals and the lead vocals play off of each other at the end and then eventually come together. 
that's a really cool little bit. Thank you. That was kind of a weird little thing I had during the recording of it. Like, um, so I'm trying more when I record to act out the meaning of a song so that it's a more interesting vocal. Uh, we've discussed this in previous weeks. Um, but uh, you have to like this sort of very straight earnest, like, gotta get out. Uh, like that sort of like very bold sort of voice on the top. Mm-hmm. And then just because <laughs> I thought I'd be an idiot. What I thought I'd do is like, what if I put like a slightly weird vocal underneath it? So like you've got like the standard straight one, like, Mix very high, but underneath it, you've got one that's gotta get out. You've got one that's like that underneath, which actually I think works really well because like you sort of get a little bit of like a little bit of mania coming across in the choruses. Definitely, yeah. Plus, there's all the echo on it, so like it's a bit more indistinct. So it's not quite as silly as me just going like I'm getting it. Blending tones like that can be so much fun Um, And it it pays off because the chorus does feel very different Well this is kind of uh, We haven't even talked about the song yet But this is a technique we've used before When we've been recording choir vocals Like if you go onto my SoundCloud And listen to a song called The Plan At the end of that It sounds like it's a very big um, chorus of people But what it actually is it's, It's three people like around the microphone Going around the room And all putting on different kinds of voices So it's um trying to sort of make different voice sounds so that they clash a little more so it sounds bigger that was fun i i like doing stuff like that oh i wish we could see each other face to face curse you rhoda (laughs) yeah i know yeah maybe really like a what do you call it uplifting to do some recording with you but yeah this is getting last. too mushy. Uh, I, 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 I hate your socks. There we go. Balance, your so- balance restored. Uh, so, this song. <laughs> Tell us about it. Tell us about your song, Led. Um, I was in Cornwall for most of the beginning of this week, and most of the time I spent back in uh, Bristol, uh, once the lockdown started, I spent preoccupied with the American uh, election because, obviously... Of, of course I did. Why wouldn't I? Um, so that kind of meant that by the time the main fuss about that had died down, it was Saturday evening and I hadn't written a song yet. So I was uh, out running that evening. And because, like, I'm the world's most unfit runner, like, when I was breathing, I could sort of hear a rhythm in my breath as opposed to just... <sighs> it's something <like> <sighs> You're sort of having half breaths coming in and out of it, hmm. which eventually ended up in this sort of pattern. Like, <sighs> this is a weird episode of the podcast already. <laughs> I like the genesis of this one. It's um, cool. And I sort of, as I was sort of finishing off my run, I was trying to think of notes to put on this, and it ended up being a version of what ended up in the chorus, like the. Da, 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 which uh, the notes for that one are G sharp, A, E, and F sharp. Um, like close encounters. Yeah. So I had that idea, and I 
needed to bolt something else onto it because obviously you can't really just have those four notes. You need to attach them to chords. You need to have other sections in the song. So I think on Sunday, I just ended up bolting the first things that seemed to fit nicely onto it, uh, which ended up being, for the chorus, the chords B minor and F minor, which is quite nice because you can do the Foo Fighters thing of just leaving the B and E ringing because they're both in key and it gives it like a bit more, I don't know, like a bit more character in the chord. Wait, B minor and F minor? Wouldn't the E's clash with the F minor? Really? Because it'd be a seventh. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, you have that, and then you need, like... I sort of decided, okay, I like this as a chorus. It's, like, an A section on there, like a, a verse. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going between a minor and its fifth, so what if I go between the major and the minor? So that's why you have a pattern that uh, moves between D and B minor. Oh, cool. And I'm desperately trying to work out where I've stolen that riff from because it sounds so familiar and I will not rest easy until I know where I have nicked it from. Uh, so if anyone does recognise it, uh, please write in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a musical lost and found. If this is your riff, please contact Weekly Song Podcast. And we'll do PO nothing Box. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Um, this is a theme we'll be returning to ooh, later. Oh, scandalous! Ew. Scandalous, darlings. Um, so <laughs> I sort of had that bit, and then like the uh, bridge bit is just A, B minor, and C sharp diminished. Uh, so that was kind of like the musical sections done. I just put C sharp diminished in as a transition between the verse and the chorus because why not? Um, it's a chord. <laughs> It's an interesting chord to put in that spot, I think, because it's not the diatonic uh, diminished, uh, it, is it? It is, yeah. Scale? It, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you, you fool! In that case, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And this, uh, it's a cool way to transition. It's, in fact, it's actually quite rare to be able to use the natural diminished in a scale, the seventh chord diatonically in the major scale, um, at all, isn't it? You know, it's a quite rarity. So It's a tricky kudos. one. But uh, that's kind of where that all ended up. And then I had like my phone recording of this, which you can probably edit in at some point. that I've already speeded it up it shows that I've got like a rough idea for a vocal line uh, it shows like the parts working together the only thing it doesn't show is lyrics because for some reason I thought I'd take a nice two-hour break between the writing of the music and the writing of the words because as we know it's not a good idea to get all of your song written at once when the idea is in your head <laughs> it's much better to try and recapture that flame uh, hours later once your mind has already moved on to ten different things um, hey, you got to strike while the iron's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So 
this song isn't really about anything. If it is about anything, it's more like just a general reminder to go outside every now and then. The only sort of real bits of note are the first two lines I was sort of relatively happy with. The view I'll be seeing is one that Wilson paid for, for Jamie and Zoe to beat. But the reason I'm proud of it is because it's two nerdy references in a row. So the view I am seeing is one that Wilson paid for. Basically, I have walls. They are white. Um... Uh, because I had not put anything up on them. But it reminded me when I was looking at it of... Uh, have you seen season one of Daredevil? I can't say I have. OK. Well, there's a bit where Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, is introduced looking at this painting, which is basically just a white canvas that's been uh, sort of just painted over with white paint. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of that, for Jamie and Zoe to beat, is a reference to a classic Doctor Who episode... It's a reference to episode one of The Mind Robber, where uh, basically they end up in just a white featureless void and they have to go outside and work out what's going on. I had no idea the Doctor Who made an appearance in your lyrics this week, but I'm impressed at the reference. Well, uh, Doctor Who and Daredevil, that's some kind of where my mind was at. The general tone of the lyrics is is great. The... um. Obviously, I know it's just about sort of like, like you say, a reminder just to get out every now and then. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like a little problem blown up to be a big problem. Sometimes uh, that's good to do with a song, though, isn't it? Like, n- not every week we have a giant, you know, world-changing drama, so sometimes you've got to dramatise just your ordinary feelings, you know. Yeah, I think this is something that we've discussed before, like uh, taking uh, these small feelings and turning them into something bigger, because that's the thing. This isn't like a diary entry. This isn't a documentary. This is an art form. So you can make mountains out of molehills because we're artists and, you know, generations of artists have suffered for our right to be prima donnas. Uh, So (laughs) we're just continuing in the grand old tradition. They died in the lyrical war for us to be able to be so dramatic. (laughs) Coming next week, the song... Coffee was too cold and I I can't see the point of living anymore. <laughs> That's a really good melody. Damn it, why did I write this on air? Now you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically one thing I don't actually miss about meeting up in person because when we used to do the edit, uh, I just used to be sat playing the guitar in the background because I'm not helpful in any way, shape or form. And I'd come up with so many nice melodic passages that I then couldn't use because Roger had heard them. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you did used to kind of like have this like, uh, just this blossom of ideas all within the hour that I was editing. But now we split the edit and and I write new ideas when you're editing. He just phones me up every now and then and goes, I've got another one. Fuck's sake, Roger. <laughs> I wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is a song with very few moving parts, kind of like last week's one, which it, it's nice in terms of it doesn't make my brain hurt to think about it, but at the same time, it doesn't give me that much to discuss on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, some, some are like that. But this is kind of another one like last week where I feel like you could just throw this at most bands and other than maybe the diminished chord, they wouldn't really struggle with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's one of those... Um, I mean, it's one I can hear definitely with 
drums, would you say drums would suit? Yeah, this would be like a rock song, but with there'd have to be some sort of weird twist on it to sort of bring out the idea of mania and cabin fever and everything. That would be kind of cool. I can picture like a very distorted vocal. I have no idea what that... Tw- yeah, I was going to say, I have no idea what the twist would be, but uh, <laughs> we'll get there one day. We'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But um, Like a bridge over recording twists. <laughs> I will lay me down. <laughs> oh, Garfunkel, I am not. Funny. Funny. Oh, one, one weird thing about this, which... um. I don't know why it's written like this, but, like, you know how normally in a song you have, like, your lower vocal uh, in the verses and you have your higher vocal in the chorus to sort of give more energy and intensity? Oh, yeah. This this one's written the other way around, so this one uses the top note of my range in the verses and it's much lower in the choruses and I have no idea why I did it like that because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Ah, that's amazing. That's a really... I love it when things are flipped like that, Um, like uh, how Teen Spirit... um, by Nirvana is like quiet in the chorus but loud in the verse and another one is uh it's so easy by Guns N' Roses does this thing where it's high in the verse and then it goes down to this like it's so easy in the chorus everyone's trying to please me baby, baby. <laughs> got a bit Bowie there <laughs> Bowie's in space what Everybody. you doing up there man it's so easy <laughs> Oh, it's but uh, that's that's kind of cool that it goes low in the chorus was that just something that happened by accident or was that like by design i think it's just the way that the vocals follow the riffs in each case uh because i'm lazy but uh yeah it's the fact that the verse riff is higher than the chorus riff so if your vocals following the riff then that sort of dictates you're moving down hmm but I suppose that one thing that does do is it makes it easier to do weird voices over the <laughs> over the chorus. If it's a bit lower in your range, if you're not reaching for your top notes and also trying to do the silly voices. <laughs> so unless there's anything else you could think to say about your song, is there? Uh, no, is there? there isn't. There isn't. Your song, your song, your song, your song, your song. Okay, well, my song this week is called Amazing, it- and it goes like a little something. Like this. If I stand, then I'll fall. I have this memory I think you can recall. When I looked in your eyes and was still for a time, had I known all along I was all on my own. It's amazing how we haven't been together all this time. Had I known there was another way You might have changed my mind And I swear that there's no remedy No reason to compete If I can, then I will I have a feeling that there's strength in me still If I took what I know and applied it to so many days in the week I would stand on my feet It's amazing how I haven't been more grateful for the time 
had I known there was a better way, I might have changed my mind. And I'm praising that this melody I've no need to It's amazing how we haven't been together all this time Had I known there was a better way I might have changed my mind And I swear this memory is one I can't complete If you see me out there walking Thank the stars upon my feet If you see me out there walking Thank the stars upon my feet If you see me out there walking Thank the stars upon my feet Okay, so that was Roger's song this week. Amazing, truly is. Um, one thing I just want to say is I love how, like before you go into it, I just love how at the end of the verses you've got these sort of moving rhymes, as it were, or like moving words within the rhyme. So like your first one, you rhyme at the end, compete, and then you move that on to complete in the second verse, uh, second chorus. And then it's uh, medley turns into memory in the... Uh, final chorus. I just love this subtle shift as things move on throughout the song. Oh, well, thanks. I'd love to like claim that was some clever thing, but it's just like, how do I make this more varied, you know? <laughs> just I, like... I, I feel you. But I am jumping in already. How did you write the song? Where did you start? Where are you coming from? Where did you go? Where are you coming <laughs> from? Cotton Eye Roger? <laughs> well, um... First of all, I want to talk about the title, because as you pointed out off air, Amazing it's, is a very, uh, it's a title. It's an, all we, it's an all we go, no humility title. And that's not what I intended at all. Um, usually what I try to do, because I usually like, I don't know about you, but usually I, I name a song when it's finished. Because um, I, mean, I haven't always done that. Sometimes like I'll be writing a song and like, um, I don't know, there'll be this chorus refrain and I'll go, well, that's obviously the title before I've even written the third verse. Um, but with this one, there wasn't anything so clear. So what I tried to do was go through the chorus and pick out the word that's the most distinctive. And amazing was the one. And I was going to call it It's Amazing, but that sounds even worse. <laughs> this is my I new song, It's Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may, it may be, Roger, but you haven't told us the name of it. <laughs> it's amazing, come on. No, um... <laughs> It's uh, but yeah, so I didn't know what to call it, and I didn't mean to come across so big-headed. It was completely unintentional. <laughs> God, uh, it fits like uh, I think it fits the tone of the lyrics. It's not like you're just calling it amazing and then it's about something else. Yeah, it's definitely like the. It'd be like if I turned up this week and my called my song spectacular and then just went into what it was anyway. <laughs> But because it has like no tie to the lyric, but um, but yeah, so, uh, I have struggled with um, unintentional plagiarism this week as well. It's been a tough <gasps> week for writing, actually. I tell you, um, 
the most egotistical title and uh, plagiarism too. Um, so basically, I ha- I wrote this song um, on Sunday evening um, with a few hours left to go, and I was you know a bit stressed. Oh, am I going to finish the song? Is it going to be one I'm pleased with? This sort of thing. And I wasn't planning on that because on like Wednesday or something. I sat down and I planned myself a nice writing evening, you know, lit a candle and sat down with my book and my phone and my pen and my guitar and uh, and just sort of like pressed record and I came up with a few different ideas and I thought, I'll be done by Wednesday, great. And then, um, and then I wrote this song and I posted a quick uh, picture of my lyrics on Instagram and, um, you know, just saying like I'm writing a song and... Then uh, Ruben, who uh, is a friend of mine and has been uh, a correspondent of the show and sent songs in before, he oh Ruben from um, with a little help from my friends. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, I love his vocal. It's brilliant, and he's he's, he's so re- good. He's such a talented guy. If you're listening, Ruben, send in another Girl. song because his songs are brilliant. Um... If you're listening, don't. You've got too much talent. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your talent. <laughs> <laughs> he could call this song amazing. Um, but he he messaged me saying, ah, little McCartney influence, eh? Just at the, the picture of the lyrics. And I went, oh, I, I guess there's a little McCartney influence in everything we do, you know. You know, woo. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, because John and I, you know, the seven chord, you know, woo. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I said, you know, just like, I, I thought he was just kind of being like, <laughs> I thought he was just kind of being nice. Like, you know, oh, a bit of McCartney influence. And then I looked over the lyrics again, and my first two lines, if you just read them off the paper without like actually singing the melody, they were, um, had it been another day, it might have gone another way. And which is just, I've just seen a face, basically. Well, it's also um, Another Day by Paul McCartney as well. Oh, no, double whammy, <laughs> double macker. And then, like, you called it a maze and, like, um, like... <laughs> Like getting into maybe I'm a mate's territory. Oh, I like to say <laughs> this is early Macca, the song. Tough week for writing. Um, <laughs> so he sent me that, and immediately. If you're gonna steal, steal from the best. I guess, but I don't want to steal, and I, I think I've done this a couple of times. Where like, it's not even like I'm trying to like steal a lyric. It's just that when I write, stuff comes out that already exists, and it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really uh, annoying. I feel you. Like I say, I'm still trying to work out where I nabbed the riff from this week. So, yeah, exactly. It's it's such a frustrating thing. And um, uh, so anyway, that was enough. To, <laughs> it's quite childish of me, I suppose. But that was enough to kind of make me go, "Oh well, that song's no good anyway." Because there were <laughs> there were other bits in it as well that I just thought, like, "Oh, the chord changes were a bit like not at all um like another song, but just a bit sort of like middle of the road." Mm. Um. I'll include a little demo at some point, like the iPhone demo I came up with, just so you can hear uh, my McCartney ripoff. Had it been another day, had it gone another way, had I been another year older, I might not have told. Myself, there must be another way. Um, but so then wow, I wrote... that's such a McCartney riff off. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, I am flabbergasted. 
Roger, how could you? You monster. Think of the children. Won't somebody please think of the children? That was my song, Please Please Me Helter Skelter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. This is my song, Don't Bother My Guitar While It's Gently Weeping Something. (laughs) But the thing is, like, with with songwriting in general, there's only so many um, varieties of chord progressions and this sort of thing. So every now and then... Um, when you're writing something original and you're not trying to plagiarise at all, you'll have like a little bit of the melody where you go, it's lucky I changed to a different chord there, it's lucky I changed to a different part of the melody or scale because... If we'd been continuing down this line any further, we could have ended up in court. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, writing my way towards a court lawsuit. Um, So I I guess that kind of bothered me, actually, because like, although it's never intentional, there have been times where I've written stuff that's similar to other stuff and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm trying to be as original as I can, but then it's like, um, I don't know. I, I think when you try to write a song, your brain kind of goes through everything you've listened to and gets the best like direction and that sort of thing. So I don't know. Well, I think, I think everyone sort of fears that they're writing something that uh, they've subconsciously or consciously nabbed from somewhere else. And also if you try and go into like a writing process thinking oh, I'm going to write the most original thing ever. Um, you run into, like, the pink elephant effect. Like, uh, don't think of a pink elephant. What are you thinking of? Pink elephant, every time. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, you kind of have to let go of that side of it and just follow, uh, not to get too zen, but follow your, in- uh, your instincts and your intuition. Well, this is what bothers me, though, because I do follow my intuition and I quite often these days I write in a stream of consciousness um, into the recorder and then pick out the like cherry pick the best bits afterwards. And even when I improvise completely, stuff comes up that is, um, you know, reminiscent of other other tunes. Um, so I, I think to be honest with you, I think I'm on a bit of a um, a plateaued uh, or like I'm in a rut or something recently with writing. Um I would not say so. That's kind of you, but it's it's like the feeling of how it feels to write. Now, but anyway, anyway, I'm not going to go all. Um, if you well feel that we've anything. plateaued, why not write into us at Weekly Song Podcast? <laughs> 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 Talk. Said the guy who's written two bare bones songs for the last two weeks. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So on on Sunday, like I say, I came round to this one. I'm finally, talking about this actual song, um, rather than the. Uh, the issues I've faced. Um, no, but... It's all part of the process, man. All part of the process. Exactly. Um, so the first two lyrics to this week's song were... Hey, I... Jude, <laughs> don't make it bad. No, they, they were... <laughs> here I stand and here I fall. Remind you of History anything? History won't exactly. care at all. So I wrote that. For fuck's sake, I'm trying to avoid this. I'm trying to avoid this, so... Um, but the thing is, the bloody thing is that those lyrics fit the melody and the concept I came up with. Um, so anyway, I changed it to uh, if I stand, then I'll fall. Right. So you kind of still have the stand fall, which actually plays into the rhyme scheme and that sort of thing. So um, I had that. And then basically it was just a case of like sitting down, improvising the chords until I got some melodies I liked. Um, and I'll probably include an iPhone demo in here at some point. Of uh of like that session when I was like trying to get that stuff down. Here I stand, here I fall. 
I have no memory of anything at all, so I know who the light is. And then I had this lovely experience where <clears throat> I wrote the verse and chorus, and then I, like you, I left it for a couple of hours, which is probably not the best thing to do, you know, on a Sunday evening when no, I note from us to you, listener, never ever do that. That's a bad idea unless you genuinely can't think of anything. Exactly. I, I actually read a, a quote which I'll paraphrase from John Lennon to Paul McCartney recently. Oh no, no, John Lennon to Paul McCartney, uh, John to George Harrison. And uh, he was going, um, George was saying, John would give me little pointers with my songs from time to time. And the main one <clears throat> he gave me, which stuck out was, if you have a good idea for a song, just write it all in one go, because it will be hard to pick it up again later on. And I, I definitely think that's true. It's kind of like that Freddie Mercury thing of like, uh, I reference this interview every so often. We must actually have like a clip on standby so we can just put it in. <laughs> but like a... Uh, liking to get songs down quickly and then putting in all the complicated stuff afterwards. Yeah, and I, I, I love Cause you, that. Because you can tweak afterwards to your heart's content, but, like, if you haven't got anything to work off... This is it. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's kind of... That's one of the things I've liked about writing recently is that I'm kind of doing that to, to quite a degree now. So, like, I'll get a verse and a chorus in terms of chords and melody and, like, scattered lyrics... Um, and then, like, even if there's parts where I go, I have no idea what's supposed to go between the last bar of the bridge and the chorus, or for example, like I'll just I'll fill that in later. As long as I got something of a melody there, like, then I'll do the Freddie Mercury thing. But I think, like, if you are gonna write a song and then leave it and then come back to it, I think it's best practice for me at least to at least have a verse and chorus structure. You know, like chords, lyrics, melody, or chords and melody. Because then at least you have, like, you can, like, copy and paste, so to speak, for the second verse and chorus. And then you've got, like, a good chunk of a song. But it's kind of, uh, if you are going to come back to it, you do need that structure in place. Because then you can sort of, like, focus your mind onto the one task. It's kind of, um, do you remember that song of mine, No Surprise? Yeah. Because uh, that was written for ages, the music for that. And then it was just waiting for the because I was trying to put words to it to ages and I couldn't and it's just the right circumstance came along and suddenly the words flowed out which fitted into the gaps in that song. That's what you hope for, isn't it? Is that is that flow of lyrics. Yeah, that's the only time it's ever happened. But, like, you know, it does happen every now and then. But, like, you do need the structure there first to be able to, like, free your mind to just think about words or think about, uh, you know, whatever else you need to put into the song couple of things come to mind. The first one was just like, when when you say, oh, I, I wrote the music first and then I came back and wrote the lyrics later. When you wrote the music first, did you like have a vague, like scattered melody or was it just like you were playing the guitar only? Uh, Generally speaking. More, more that I was playing the guitar only. And when I say came back to it later, I'm talking weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, we somehow come back to discussing one of my songs, which is wrong. Uh, we should be discussing your song. That's okay. It's, it's all it's all song stuff. Um, but I was gonna say, um, you we were talking about like 
what you want to get is into that, I don't even like the phrase, but that flow state that people talk about. Um, and I think it's a very real thing. And I think for me, the biggest question recently with songwriting and that has just been like, how do you get into that, into that state? Um, which is a bit more of a sort of um, uh, loose, Again. it's a more of a loose question than, than we normally ask. But I think it's a really important one because th- that's where the best songs come from, isn't it? You're getting dangerously close to how do you be creative and where do you get your ideas from, uh, which are the worst questions. Because um, normally, I don't know about you, but when it comes to writing for this podcast, it's more like waiting f- for me. It's more like waiting for the initial moment to strike and then trying to be ready to capture that. Uh, yeah, me too. Definitely ready to capture. Like it's it's definitely not. Oh, I'm gonna sit down and write a song. It's like I, I will sit down and I'll make time to sit down, but it is very much waiting with my net for the best thing to come along to get one. I even said to you on the messenger when I was writing, I was like, oh, I'm worried I won't get anything. I'm struggling with writing. But I think I've got one on the line. And that's kind of what it feels like. It does feel like you're sat by the river waiting and you go, oh, good. I've got it. Waiting got, for a bite, essentially. I've got a bite. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, it's Because it's kind of you will go like when I uh, was going into work in the pre-lockdown days, uh, you know, I would take my guitar and I would play it through lunch, but it was like more to try and be ready to capture any cool melodic ideas rather than like going, I will be creative now. Yeah. I yeah. shall take the first thing I find. and <laughs> Definitely. I think for me, like the best stuff I've come up with, um, as opposed to the stuff that feels a bit um, mechanical or forced, is the stuff where I'm just playing guitar for the enjoyment of playing guitar. Especially yeah. like of an evening, and I don't do this enough actually because I love playing the guitar. But um, where I just sit down with a guitar to play it for no reason. Usually songs come out in in that because I'm relaxed and I have no agenda. Because mm. it's kind of like uh, just when you have your fingers on the guitar to unwind, and like you're not really playing anything, you're just like moving along the notes and along the neck. Probably mm. drives my housemates and my neighbours insane, but uh, <laughs> like you do find like golden nuggets in there every now and then. Definitely, yeah. And you're not just playing like the same stuff you usually play because when you're playing around like that for no reason, you're playing different shapes and uh, different tempos and that sort of thing. Um, I should do a little bit about the actual song this week. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm nearly forgetting because this is interesting. I like talking about that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk about the chords in the in the chorus um, uh, because I think they kind of yeah, like last week actually, they get a little bit more um, interesting as they go on, perhaps. Um, so when I go into the chorus and I go, it's amazing. Oh fuck. It's because I was playing in C. <laughs> it's amazing how we haven't been together all this time. So uh, what I'm doing there is I'm going, it's amazing. So it comes in on the, on the one on amazing. Um, G, A minor 7, D, G. So that's the first part. And then it goes down to, um, if I knew there was a better way, I might have changed my mind. And that part is E minor, A7, A minor, D. And then the last part, I, I kind of wanted to mix it up a little bit more. So I go, uh, let me see here. Um, and I swear that there's no remedy this reason to compete. And so you're That's using lovely. three non-diatonic chords there. Um, so the song's in G major. 
And that part right at the end there goes G major, D minor, which is the minor version of our regular fifth um, diatonically. So normally one, two, three, one, two, three, fuck. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, then making that five. A minor has a very distinct feel. Then you go down to C minor, which is our minor four, but a different way of using the minor four to how I normally do in the context. And then go down to F, which is our uh, flattened major seven. Was that right? I don't know. I got lost. <laughs> but uh, But anyway, so yeah, G, D minor, C minor, F. And then what I liked about the F part was it has this kind of like uh, inconclusive thing um, where it's like you could either like go into the verse from that F or you could like <clears throat> go into a riff, which is what I ended up doing. Or you could kind of like extend it so the chorus actually feels complete, which is kind of where that lyric came from, where I go. Um, and I've got this melody. There's no need to complete. complete. Um, I like but then at the very end, I do complete it by going, you know, um, if you see me out there walking, send thanks the stars upon my feet. And that kind of has a lot more of a finality to it because it uses like all diatonic chords, you know, G, D, E minor, A minor, C, D, G. Um, but I thought ending on that F and having that sort of like cliffhanger thing until the very last chorus was a little bit more distinctive than just having the same chorus every time sort of thing. It's sort of a... Uh just a way to hook the listener isn't it like uh you thought we were continuing but no here's the next bit without the resolution and then just sort of saving it all for the end yeah definitely i mean those are some of my favorite songs when it, you would kind of uh your ex expectations are subverted to some extent um and you go oh the second chorus is that much different from the first chorus um it's using song structure to sort of uh pique the listener's interest yeah. As opposed to just putting seven bridges in because you felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't have a go at Wales. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be sorry. I demand a written apology. Um, But, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's a song about... um, Well, I mean, it's quite clear, isn't it? It's a song about being surprised at myself for not taking more opportunities, for not... When you say surprised at yourself, I just imagine you walking up to me and going, Oh, oh my God, it's still me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might have clipped on that one <laughs> that's okay i'll sample and use it as a sick drop for the end of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but other than that that's kind of all i can think to say about it this week it's quite straightforward in the verses you know um and uh quite sim uh simple structurally apart from the chorus thing i just told you about but but yeah, it's kind of relatively self-explanatory. So. so that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to write in a letter to the show, if you've got a song that you've written in a week, uh, if you can remember where I've nabbed that riff from, why not write in to us at weeklysongpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, Roger, where can they find you and your music? Well, uh, my music is on Bandcamp primarily uh rogerheathers.com is the url of my band camp um i also have a couple of other projects called pea green boat and dullards and they are on Bandcamp as well as well as apple music and spotify follow me on instagram to keep up with what i'm doing and recording i recently got a an eight track cassette machine um and i'm going to be recording 
uh, albums on that and hopefully documenting that process. So that might be fun to watch on Instagram if you're into that kind of thing, into watching the songwriting and recording process. Um, but yeah, that's about me. So uh, where can they find you, Declan? Uh, you can find me at DeclanKitchener.bandcamp.com where I currently have uh, an EP, a singular EP, uh, out. Um, also, you can find me on Declan Kitchener Music on, on Facebook and on YouTube, which there might be something going up on there within the next couple of weeks. Who knows? <gasps> we do. Um, <laughs> also... Uh, Weekly Song Podcast has its own Instagram and YouTube account, uh, which hopefully I shall be able to get something up onto the YouTube during the time that I am uh, furloughed. Uh, and Roger looks after the Instagram account, so there is always things on there. Uh, I think that's about it for this week, isn't it? I think. I don't know. I think no. it might be. I thought you were going to say, no, there's a surprise section coming in here. <laughs> Time for my comedy hour. I told you about this. Yeah, we're just trying to extend this show. God, we've got to innovate. <laughs> no, but thank you, everybody, for listening. And I uh, hope it's been uh, insightful and enjoyable. And uh, hopefully we haven't driven you mad with um, our coffee-induced rantings. So we'll see you next week for episode 98. Getting closer to that hundo. 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 Oh, we got something big planned. Uh, possibly. We we haven't actually discussed it yet. But Oh, yeah, pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> we got a big load of nothing. <laughs> anyway, see you next week. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.